guys. So we're back again, and we want to say a big thank you, first off, to Miss Cheryl and to Jamie, who came together and gave us the perfect title for our podcast. So we are Real Talk, Our Journey. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about, as you're gaining your support to help you through your journey, that difference of raising kids and generation. So for myself, I can share that when I first became single, I moved back in with my parents for a little bit. And the way that my mom raised us was completely different for the most part than how I raised my girls. So having that conversation with my mom of, thank you for the support. However, I need her to step back just a little bit and let me see what I could do for the girls. And also trying to have that respect for my mom. I just wanted to bring that up because I know that's something that comes up as you're, you know, it says takes a village to raise kids and our parents are part of that village and our grandparents. Right. So how you guys have experienced that as well or not, maybe it flows easier for you guys. For me, unfortunately, there were a few times where I did move back and then move out and then move back. But I've taken on some of the ways that my mom raised me. For instance, having chores and and putting groceries away and washing dishes, like there were set days and times that I had to do that. Whereas with my daughter, I'm like a little more lenient because I came from a two-parent household. So with me, it's just me raising my kids. So I feel like, oh, you have the stresses of the world on your shoulders, so let me take on all this responsibility. And my mom's always telling me, you need to give her things to do and, and make her responsible. And I try to sometimes, but it's a battle. These kids are entirely different than when we were. Absolutely. I think for me, very similar. We all had chores. And I think the funniest part to me that came to the realization that there was a big difference is we had chores and you didn't get an allowance. Your allowance was you had a free home to live and you had food at the table. Amen. But one day I was talking to my oldest daughter and we were talking about chores in the house and she brought up allowance and I just looked at her and I said, allowance? I said, you have this roof over your head and food at the table. And then I stopped myself and I was like, I sounded so much like my mom at that moment. (laughs) So for that, thank you, mom. But there are some things that are similar. But the one thing that I experienced with my mom that was a little bit different is my daughter, my oldest is very expressive and creative. She's an art major. So she wanted to dye her hair and she did. And I was fine with it. And when we went to go visit my parents for the first time after we had moved out and my mom saw her hair, it was such a big deal to see her with colored hair. It was green. I think it was like half green and half blue or a mix of green or blue. I don't remember. She's had so many rainbow colors. (laughs) And my mom took it very hard that I allowed her at the age of 14 to dye her hair. And I was trying to explain to my mom, I pick my battles. And to me, I think if that's her way of expressing herself, I'll take that. It's better than the alternative of something even more negative. Right. But to see that difference. And then when we went to visit my grandparents, my grandfather did not even say a word. He just looked at her and he was like, hmm. And I was like, okay, this is good. So that was interesting to me to see the three generations on how we have my one daughter and how she, the different views she got Mm -hmm. just simply from dyeing her hair. Now, is it the same for your youngest? Do they feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My, my mom is very much, I mean, I, the word I would use is very old school. Like, it's interesting to me how kids talk about discipline today. And of course, as far as anyone putting their hands on kids today is completely different than the generation when I grew up. Right. It was not uncommon for you to get a spanking at home. And mm-hmm. nowadays it's a it's no-no, 100% yeah. around the board. So it's, it's very similar like that. My mom's that way with all her grandkids. To a degree, though. There's certain <laughs> things that they get away with. Well, they're the grandkids. That's the Right. Thing. 
And I brought that up the other day to my dad, and I couldn't remember what happened, but something happened. And I looked at my dad, and, and me and my sister were like, now you know if it was us, it would have been the biggest deal in the world. And my dad was like, it's different. And I'm like, how is it different? So um, you just made me think of something. So when, <laughs> when my son was four, my father had this whole, like, geeked-out stereo system that had speakers all over the house. And I would like to play the music when he wasn't home. But he rigged it so I didn't know how to make it work. <laughs> However, my four-year-old son, who was his buddy, knew how to turn it on. And I remember saying to him, now, why is it that he can mess with the stereo, but I can't? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And he said, he's just a kid trying to live in the world. Just let, him, just let him be. He's just Wow, I love that. <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, I want you to remember that if it wasn't for me, that kid wouldn't be here living in the world right now. Just remember that. But it's, it's, you're right. Some of the things that we used to get in trouble for, it's just like now the grandkids have that lead way. Like, oh, let them go. Don't be so hard on them. But I'm like, if I would have did that, I would have been on punishment or something. Phone taken, beeper at the time. I'm telling my age. Beeper I at the one time. I have one too. It's okay. I had a beeper too. <laughs> like I didn't have a beeper. Stuff. Just taken. So, yeah. We know, Lynn, you didn't have a beeper. Okay. Yeah. I had a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> oh but I, I completely understand. It's very different. My son is my mom's first, well, first and only, because I'm an only child. But there was a time where I'd be like, Mom, can we get McDonald's? Do you got McDonald's money? Oh, yeah. Let my son, my mom. Can we get McDonald's? Oh, but can I get a milkshake? Yeah, you can. You can get it. We'll get it on Friday. Well, what happened to my McDonald's? He don't got McDonald's money. <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah. It is. But it's interesting that when they do something, when they're at the grandparents' house, there's a difference because they're the grandkids, so there's a little bit of lenience. However, if something happens when they're with you and you step in to do the discipline, there's, there's definitely feedback coming from the parents on how you handled that discipline. That's the interesting piece to me. So for my, my oldest, my, my oldest is my um, strong-willed, stubborn one. Okay. Um, and I don't want to say stubborn. She's um, very vocal and independent. Let's say it that way. And so when there's conversations that her and I are having and my parents are visiting, they have plenty to say on how I handled the situation. But now if something happens when they're in their care at their house, it's completely world of difference because those are her grandkids. So I'm like, that's where I think I get a little confused. Okay. So it's, and I, and I love my mom and I appreciate everything that she's done for me and the girls and still does for me and the girls. But it's just interesting to see that difference, that dynamic, her relationship with her mom, my relationship with my mom and like how my relationship is with my daughter, just to see the three generations, that, that dynamic, um, and of course, you know, I'm very respectful of my grandparents and my parents. So if they give me feedback, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'm never going to say they're wrong or talk back. Right, right. I'm trying Again, to... that's how we are, how we were Right, raised. right. And I'm trying to teach my daughter that because she will... But it's a She will thing. advocate when my mom steps in. And I'm like, just, just say okay. Just say okay. Just say you're right, mom. Okay. But you're right, mom. Not, okay. They're not... These children in this day and age are entirely different. They are taught independence they are taught to speak up for themselves even if they if your mom and what you're saying is right to the t they will find a way to challenge it and my daughter i'll say something to her like 
I couldn't pierce my tongue or do anything until I turned 18. The day I turned 18, I had an appointment at the tattoo shop. I had my nose pierced and my tattoo. And now she's like, she's been asking me for three years. She's 17 now. Mom, can I get a tattoo? Absolutely not. You can get one when you get out of my house. Now, that's the mentality that I have for my mother. Okay. But looking around, I have girlfriends that have kids that when they turned 15 and 16, they were able to get tattoos. So then she looks at me. See, Mom, her mom let her do that. And da 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 And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not her mom. I'm your mom. And these are the rules that I'm making. But then after a while, I'm like you. Which battle am I going to fight today? Right. We'll just go ahead and let you get the tattoo. You're 17 now, so that was her Christmas present for Christmas last year. She can get a tattoo in two weeks. So I'm, I'm trying to be lenient and understand a little bit more because times are different now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're exposed to so much more than we were. So you kind of have to maintain that relationship with them. Now, I'm not saying be best friends by any means. Be the parent, but also be able to be open and have communication with your children. Okay. You know what I mean? No, I agree. My daughter is 16. Yeah, 16. I had to think about that for a second. When you said said 17, I'm like, okay, no, not yet, not yet. 16. Um, And so I I got my tongue pierced, same thing. When I moved out the house, that was the first thing I did. I went and got my tongue pierced. So my daughter, when she turned 16, she asked me for a piercing, and she has the two piercings right here on the lip, and my parents were so against it. And, of course, my mom is also worried about perception. You know, there's still people out there that have a certain prejudgment and bias depending on your looks, that first perception when you walk in. So my mom's like, when she goes for work or when she goes for school, what are they going to say? And I said, that's something that she's going to have to learn to stand up for. Like, she's going to have to learn how does she build her character, her reputation, who she is by what the work that she does, not by what she looks like. She works now with kids. The kids think it's amazing, and she does a great job with the kids. But it was hard for her when she first started working because she came to me, and she said that she was getting, like, weird looks at first when the parents would bring the kids into her care because of the piercings that she had. And I said, well, this is where I'm trying to explain to you. This is where you need to get prepared because you're going to have to show them who you are by the work that you do Mm -hmm. because people – it's a nature of everyone. You make – a judgment about someone based on their first appearance that you see. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up going to get another piercing. She got a bar here on her ear. My daughter has that one too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that that's different, you know. That's but I also looked at it that I got my tongue pierced as soon as I left the house and I'm like she's 16, she's good grade, she's got a part-time job. I mean, it's a piercing. And she's going to school for art. So I'm like that's I don't think that they're going to in my eyes, be really concerned of the fact that she has two piercings right here. And whereas I grew up, I was, when I got my first piercing, I was 13. Oh, wow. I got it on my 13th birthday. And then every year after that, I got either got a piercing or a tattoo. So by the time I was 19, I had eight tattoos. Yeah, I was tattooed. But that was the way my mom let me express myself because I went through a hard time. So instead of doing the extreme she let me have tattoos piercings but generation like you said generations my mom's the youngest of 11 so whereas my oldest uncle who just passed away was 74 my mom's 54 so my mom has nephews and nieces her age whereas I have aunts and uncles in their 70s and they'll look up like you're never going to get a job (laughs) my aunt she is a wedding planner she was like 
I hope you don't ask me to do your wedding. Wow. Because of my tattoos. Because I have two half sleeves and I have my chest done. So. Now, how do you, how would, your son is how old now? He is, he'll be 10. He'll You're be thinking 10. the same thing, I think. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to see how you feel if he comes to you at 13 and he says, Mom, I want to get a tattoo. Honestly, so I was 15 when I got my first tattoo. Okay. So, my mom let me, if... It's kind of in the same aspect that if he's expressing himself in a creative way, I'm fine with that. If it's him not out there doing inappropriate things, he wants to express himself through art. His body is his canvas. That's how I look at it. Tattoos, they tell a story. Right. So if he wants to tell his story that way, and plus my son's a drawler. He Mm -hmm. loves art. So if he wants to turn one of his drawings into art, on his canvas, I'm all for it. He wants to. He honestly wants to dye his hair half red and half white. And I was like, "Dude, you're going too far. Stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> Stop watching anime. <laughs> I had to draw the line there." Right. It's just interesting to hear how much we. I mean, and, and it, it happens because you're raised a certain way. But how much each of us have taken on, and and I'm sure at one point in time we probably when we were upset with our parents and we were younger we were like. I'm never going to be like you. Oh, yeah. But how we repeat some of that and the way we raise our kids, but also how we're trying to be more open to certain things, understanding where our kids are coming from. Mm -hmm. I I want, like, five tattoos, but I have yet to have a tattoo. Like, I always want to get one. I haven't got one yet. Wow. So we have to make that a field trip. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm all for it. I I still have space on my canvas. <laughs> my daughter has drawn three tattoos for me that I really want. I just never have gone to. And it's not that I'm scared and it's not about a pain thing because I have very high tolerance for pain. When I went to get my tongue pierced, there was a girl there that got it done before me and she was like screaming at the top of her lungs. So I'm like, wow, this is, this is going to be killer. And then I sat down and there was, I was with a group of friends and they're all staring like they're waiting for, and then it was done. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're I like, drooled. they were like, you didn't you even drooled. do anything. <laughs> that was the worst part. I was like, eh, <laughs> then it was like, oh, okay, that's it. We're done. Like I saw the whole clamp come right, to my right. tongue. My tongue's like hanging out and it was just done and over with. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't wear my tongue ring. I don't know why. I have like five of them, but I'm ex- I'm inspired to put it back since I see my two my two <laughs> have in their mouth. So I've had mine done twice, so this is the second piercing, but I thought I was going to pass out. Cause like you said, there was a girl who got it and she was <gasps> and I work at high school. Don't ask me, does it hurt? I'm like, biting your tongue hurts more. Absolutely. Yes. I think so. Yes. Totally agree. <laughs> People might think we're crazy, but I totally agree with that. Yes, it's absolutely yeah. true. I, I got mine done when I was 18. I still have it in. I've gone on interviews. I mean, I have the flat top, that the clear. I have a clear flat top, so when you go on interviews, you can put it on. You don't really see it. Yeah. But at the it's same time. It's back when right. you talk, you don't look for it, unless you're, like, really in the person's mouth. I just see it because you keep, like, moving your tongue and playing with it for a moment, so... <laughs> Sorry. No. But it's interesting because that's something that comes up. We were talking about it at work, and we were talking about body piercing and tattoos. And I asked them, how many of you think I have a piercing? And none of them knew. And I'm like, well, unless you're talking with your mouth wide open, it's not shown. So why are you making these assumptions on on people that have piercings? Right. They may be some of our best employees. Mm -hmm. But it's the perception. And I think that was my mom's concern and my grandparents' concern. 
my grandfather was so mad when I got my tongue pierced and I didn't live at my mom's house. It was after I moved out. But it's just, it's like one of those things where, okay, and this is not a dig towards anybody, but it's that same thing where you hear that person say, oh my God, don't name your baby that. They'll never get a job. People look at the name on the application and say, oh my God, Akbar, I'm not going to hire anybody by the name of Akbar. And Akbar like graduated from Stanford and has like an MBA in something and you know, he's doing good for himself and he's dressed really proper. He walks in and you don't even associate the name with the person. So it's one of those things, it is self-expression. Right. I mean, I can see if you're walking in with all this makeup across your face and tattoos and uh, piercings all over your face and you're trying to come into a daycare. Like, that's a little overkill, if, you, if I say so. But, I mean, a piercing is a piercing. You know, right. it, it doesn't change who you are. Right. You get to know the person. Like, just imagine. It's almost like, what's that show that comes on the music show? Not, is it The Voice? Yeah. Yes, where they the turn around. The chairs are turned around. The person Correct. starts singing. You have no idea what they look like, what they're doing. You just hear this voice. So giving somebody that opportunity to actually sit down and talk to them and get to know the person in front of you and not worry about what's on them. Right. I, yeah, that's true. I like that very much. So I, we just wanted to say thank you guys for joining us again. Um, as you can see, we started with one and that discipline of uh, generation and then talk about self-expression, but I think it's all tied in. And we'll see you guys at the next episode. Bye.